Hi, welcome to Life and Application. I'm your host, Jay Huey, with my co-host, Jason Bjorke. Um, normally, we have set questions, or like the last couple of weeks, we've been reading questions that people uh, written in, but this one's one of my questions, and it's uh, I think it's really applicable for what's going on in especially your traditional church setting, but pretty much all church settings is. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk to you about it. Is right. why, why do we as Christians put our own judgment on sins? Like I, everyone knows, you know, the verse, you know, for the wages of sin is death. Um, but we don't view all sins like how God views sins. Like a lot of times we view certain sins, especially if they offend us, we, you know, judge them much greater. And I know that from growing up in a the environment that we both grew up in, that there was definitely a judgment level on sins. Right. So um, I'd like you to speak a little bit on that. Okay. Yeah, great question. And I think it's easy to fall into the trap of ranking sins according to, you know, human standards. I think, you know, we sometimes get mixed up with consequences for sin. You know, there's different consequences for sin, you know, that, that, that God has. And, you know, even in the Old Testament, when someone committed a sin, you know, there was different repayments for that sin that, that they had to do to make that sin right. And so we kind of take that same mentality today and we say, well, you know, I didn't kill anyone, right? That's the one that everyone uses. If you ask someone, hey, do you think you're a pretty good person? They say, well, yeah, I, I haven't killed anyone. Right, because that's probably the worst sin that anyone could ever think of. And, you know, the Bible, you know, even talks about that. You know, in Revelation 21.8, it talks about, you know, murderers are going to go to hell. Right, and, and everyone is, is okay with that. But that verse also says, so will all liars. And we don't like that one very much. Right, but it just seems like... Um... And, and I guess where I want to also go with this is that I, I, I feel it's really sad that um, as a Christian, I go, you, you can't come to a church and spill your sins to someone because you know they're going to judge you for that sin. Like um, right now, currently, I'm working on not cursing as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought that to you because I want someone to hold me accountable. And you've been texting me every day like, hey, how are you doing? And, and obviously, you've known me my whole life. So you... You know this has been a struggle for me. Right. But I I feel it's really sad because of that judgment as Christians. We turn so many people away that we could be helping. Like you should be able to go to church and say, hey, I'm really struggling with cursing or I'm really struggling. I mean, let's be realistic. Uh, in the top 10 websites every year in the United States are porn sites. Right. So obviously porn is more of a problem than just unsaved people. Christians are having the same Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. It, it's a hidden problem. Of course. We're afraid of judgment. Yep. So, how how do we not judge each other for sins? Like, what what is the what are we supposed to do for that judgment? Yeah, and you know, I think it comes back to a couple things. You know, one of them is we everybody wants to feel good about themselves, and so one of the things that people often do is you know I can feel good about myself, or I can make myself look better if I make you look bad. Right then, everyone sees how bad Jay is, and then they'll just assume that you know I'm better than Jay, and so we we do that a lot. And the other one is is that we focus on the sins that we don't do, and so 
you know, that's a good point. If my my sin that I struggle with is you know lying, right? I'm going to focus on you swearing. Or if my sin that I struggle with, and one I did for a long time was stealing. I used to love to steal stuff, right? You know, I'm going to downplay that, and I'm going to focus on something else that this person over here is doing. And I'm not going to talk about mine. I'm just going to amplify, you know, what they're doing. And it's not coming from a heart of love. And the whole idea of, you know, the Bible talks about confessing our sins to each other. It's not so that, you know, Jay can feel better than Jason, or Jason can feel better than Jay. It's so that we can help each other because we're supposed to have Christian love for each right, other. And now, for my example, I can really say that that's helping because, like, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm really trying to get to that day where you owe me Taco Bell because, right. of, you know, zero swear words. So every day, you know, on my way into work when I'm I'm praying, you know, and asking the Lord help me not swear. You knowing that you're going to text me saying, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, it, I know I'm not accountable to you, but it, it definitely puts a, a level of accountability on me to even try a little bit harder because I don't want to disappoint even you right? as my brother. So um, it, it's definitely helpful. And I, I really think it's a shame that, you know, we haven't made church that safe space, you know, to help each other out. Yeah, you know, and the other thing is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we want people to view us in a certain way that we have everything figured out that we don't have any problem you know especially when we come to church right when you go to church and someone says hey jay how you doing what's the first thing that you say good good and then you say hey how, how are you, you? right and i say i'm doing great right but really you know the wife and i argued on the way to church and we were yelling at the kids because they weren't ready right and we pull in the parking lot and we're mad and that happens, right? Everyone's been there, right? But we can't share that. We feel like we can't share that. And that's really, in my mind, that's really the evil one, the devil that is is doing that so that people can't get the help that they need and they can't really get the support that they need. Because we should be able to go to church and I should be able to be like, man, we had a huge dust up on the way here. And the, my Sunday school teacher should be like, you need to go talk to your wife before you know, this gets any worse. You know, you guys just need to get that covered and get it taken care of. That's the way that it it should be. And I know some places, you know, they, they, they really try to do that. It's not every church that, that doesn't do that. It's a problem with Christians because to some extent, we all suffer from the sin of pride where we want to be viewed in a higher spot than what we really are. Well, it brings you back to one of my favorite stories, and we heard it at Bill Rice Ranch, was, um, you know, a, a church down in Florida, a very traditional conservative mm-hmm. church, and a kid walks in off the street, you know, because they had their banners up, you know, and walks in off the street, and he's just wearing shorts and a tank top, you know, and in my head, I'm just envisioning everyone just turns and stares at him, because, you know, he's in a tank top, shorts, long right. hair, surfer guy. You know, and he looks around and there's no real place to sit. So he starts walking down and gets to the front row and sits down, you know, right on the floor in front of the preacher. And just then they see an old elder, you know, start walking down, you know, with his three-piece suit on, you know. He's been there forever. And they're, you know, everyone's in the church like, well, they're going to ask him. He's going to ask him to go sit in the back because that's just disruptive. You know, and he walks all the way down and takes off his jacket unbuttons his shirt, 
takes off his shoes, sits down next to him. Right. And I think of, and the reason why that story hits home, and same for you, is that that reminds me of my grandpa. Yeah. You know, Grandpa Lash. That's something that that he would have done. Absolutely. You know, but I look at so many churches, you know, the way people dress, the way people come in to worship, you know, whether they have tattoos, whether they weren't able to comb their hair. Maybe they couldn't afford it. I mean, we both did bus ministry growing up, you know, so we saw people who just couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, wore the same clothes every week, you know, and, and, and then we as fellow Christians judge them, you know, and I just think it's sad that um, we really have to work on as a Christian community, not judging. And we rank sins like I, I know I have. We all do. And we, and we rank the ones that we don't do higher than the ones that we do do typically. And when we're, if we're honest, you know, the Bible says that if you've offended the law in one point, you're guilty of all. And so it doesn't matter whether you've, you know, swore, steal, right, kill, right, adultery, whatever, you're a lawbreaker. And we're all in the same boat. And one thing that, you know, um, I always ask people is, in your mind, what would the right picture look like for a church? And they'll say, a place where people can feel accepted, a place where people you know aren't judged, a place where people can go and get help, and they'll list those things. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And then my next question is, what have you done to make that picture a reality where you attend church? And that is where I think a lot of us see, and that's, fail. And that right there is what I wanted you to get to. Um, because that's the application. Like I think too many people want the church to provide all the answers and not themselves. And if everyone was applying that, if everyone was making that, right. that place, then the church would automatically be that place. So I, I think our application sometimes is we forget is not it's not for the church to do it, it's for us to do it. Right. You know, I said, you know, um, so I was in my Sunday school. This is back in you know Minnesota, and, and I've shared this story many times. And I said, you know, I was coming home from work. I had been working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week for a long time. I was tired. I was frustrated. Just not in a good mood. I come home, open the garage door, and my son's scooter again was laying on the ground. And so I did what any good dad would do. I drove over the scooter and parked my car. And I came in and I said, well, I just ran over someone's scooter. They left it right in the garage, right on the floor. And my son said, Dad, I'm sorry, that was mine. He goes, I tried to lean it up against the wall just like you showed me. He goes, but it must have tipped over. I'm really sorry. And I thought, I'm the worst dad in the world. At that moment you were. (laughs) Right? And so I shared that in my Sunday school class and... I probably had three other people, guys, say that I did the same thing. I didn't mind. My kid's bike was in the driveway, so I got out of the car. And instead of just moving it out of the way, I felt the need to throw it across the front yard. And then I drove. We've all been there. Right. But it just takes one person to say, I'm going to share a story that's personal, even if it's going to make me look bad. And I'm going to share it because I know other people are in the same boat. And when one person says, this is the boat that I'm in, you're going to get other people that are going to say, been there, 
done that. Right. So for my example, um, I'm sharing with everybody because I want everyone to hold me accountable. Right. Um, and it's really been helping me like um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm really doing a good job. And I'm you not are. trying to be boastful. No, you are. Bit, and you should be very happy I'm about that. I'm telling people at work, um, the Bible study I'm in on Friday nights, I told them, you know, and these are people I barely know, but I'm like, you know, I don't. Listen, we're here together. Yeah, I want you guys to know that this is this is a struggle for me. This is my Achilles heel. <laughs> you know, um, it's definitely the hardest, second hardest thing I've had to quit. Um, smoking would have been number one, right? Um, but uh, yeah, and, and the only thing I want to clear up: um, sometimes I use my our childhood as an example or where we grew up, and I'm no issues or anything with the church or the yeah. school or nothing that we grew up on. I'm, I'm just using that as an example of how I felt and the whole reason why I asked Jason to do this with me and he felt the same way was a lot of times we know the answers, but you know, getting to that application part, sometimes I feel either my heart wasn't open when I was younger or whatnot, but I didn't know. Just like when you said, you know, when you asked the person, so what do you do at your church? Like, how are you applying this? Right. Like you have the head knowledge. You know what you're supposed to. You know you're not supposed to judge. You know, you know you're supposed to be a good Christian brother or sister. So how are you doing it? And I, I think sometimes we forget to ask those questions. Right. No, and that's fair. And we need to ask ourselves those questions all the time. And we need to be honest when we answer them for ourselves. And we should be also willing to ask other people who know us well, how do you think I'm addressing this issue? How do you think I'm doing? And they need to be, you know, willing to be honest and not just tell us what we want to hear, but tell us what we need to hear. So this kind of leads into um, one of my statements that I make quite often to you is sometimes as Christians, we need to learn just to shut up. Yep. Like I, I think too many times, like when, when I brought that issue that I had with you, I was looking for your guidance and your, you know, for your input. So I, I didn't over talk you. I didn't try and tell you what, no, no, I don't want to do it this way. Like, no, you were giving me your, you know, your biblical stand on it. And I think too many times we go to church and, um, you know, the reason why we're, we're judgmental or whatnot is because we don't shut up and listen to the pastor. Like the pastor is the one who's called to preach to us. I mean, that God is working through him to speak to us. And sometimes we just do not shut up. Like we just keep putting our own opinion and our own spin and our own judgments on stuff instead of just listening. Yeah, you know, and the Bible says that we need to be, you know, slow to speak, right, and, and quick to listen. And obviously, you know, you can't apply things that you're not listening to. You know, it's, it's always, it's an interesting balance because in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul commends the uh, the Bereans, because they were search, searching through the scripture to verify what the Apostle Paul was saying. And they were, um, Paul called them more noble than, than other people because they were willing to do that. And so it's kind of a, a, a two-pronged approach to scripture and to, you know, listening to the pastor. One, we need to be listening to what the pastor's saying. But number two, it's okay to verify from scripture if what the pastor is saying is actually in the scripture and he's not just giving his opinion on something. Now sometimes pastors say, look, you know, 
this isn't in scripture right here. This is my uh, belief on how this, you know, this could have happened. And that's okay. The problem that we run into is that there's pastors out there that will actually take their opinion and then preach it and turn it into a doctrine. And, you know, we've seen that. You know, we've been to places where, you know, they take their opinion on something and they make it into a sermon, they make it into doctrine, and that's, and that's very dangerous. We need to be in Scripture so that we can identify that. Especially when the Revelation talks about anyone who adds or, you know, takes away from this book. Right. Going to the hell forever. Right, and, you know, it's... Um, but we need to definitely be listening to what, you know, our, our pastor's preaching to us. And, you know, it's, it's not, you know, we, we shouldn't be sitting there just trying to trap them. And, you know, if he makes one mistake or, you know, you know makes a slip of the tongue, we, you know, we're going to write it down, record it, and throw it into the podcast so that, you know, we can right. Right, embarrass someone. No, the idea is that, you know, our desire is for truth. And we want to make sure that, you know, what we're reading in Scripture, because sometimes you'll read something in the Bible and you'll hear someone preach on it and they may not match up. And you know what? That's okay. That's when you can have a great conversation and say, you know what? I read this and this is kind of what I was getting out of it. And maybe the pastor will say, yep, that's right. But you're not taking into the account right. the totality of Scripture. And when you look at it together, this is why... You know, I'm preaching it this way. And you'll be able to see all of that and say, oh, yeah, you're right. And if someone came to me after a sermon and said that, I would be super excited that they were, number one, listening. And number two, that they were, you know, reading the Bible and that they had that question. I, I wouldn't be offended at all. So I really want to make sure everyone goes this next week. And I want everyone to really work on uh, two things. I want everyone to quit judging sin based on their yeah. own ranking of their own system. Like, God judges all sin the same. And, and, and I think we forget that. I mean, he truly judges all sin the same. Like, all sinners, he loves us all the same. And But I really want people to think about, I want everyone to answer that question like you asked. If, if you could create a perfect church, what would you do? Yep. And then I want you to ask yourself, what am I doing? So when you get there Sunday morning, I want everyone to work on making it that church. Good. Because one of the things you didn't mention there was anything about the doctrine or anything like that. That's the pastor's job. You let him worry about it's the, the pastor's doctrine. job. But everything else, that is our Christian fellowship, our Christian brotherhood. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Hey, no really problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. We'll see you next week. Next week.